Hey beautiful soul, welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me Dee because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. beautiful soul and welcome to today's episode. Now I'm going to take a bet and say that there is some form of fitness goal on your manifestation list for 2021. There usually is. And if so, you're going to love this episode. This girl slid into my DMs one day and won over my heart in seconds with her energy and passion to teach women a holistic approach to fitness. Seriously, you guys know that I'm all about the holistic approaches to anything we do in life because taking any one approach to wellness, whether it be body, mind or soul alone just isn't going to cut it these days. We know how important the entire trilogy really is. Tamra teaches women and girls to become more confident, energized, and strong through a fitness and wellness program and is the host of her very own recently launched podcast, The Fit Lowdown podcast where you quite literally get the lowdown on everything fitness and wellness related. If you are on a fitness journey right now, you're going to love her inspiring story as well as her words of wisdom on how to create sustainability in your fitness journey. So let's click play on the interview now. Welcoming the beautiful Tamara. Tamara, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Me too. So Today, we're just kind of going with the flow. So as I introduced Tamara earlier, she is a phenomenal fitness coach who also takes a mindset approach to how she works with clients. Tamara, I would love, I know I'm never do it justice, so I love women to share their own stories. Could you introduce yourself a little bit about your story and kind of what you do today? Yeah, sure. So hello, everyone. I'm Tamara. I'm 22 years old and I feel like I should, I guess, start my story um, from a little bit before I started my business called And Beyond You. So um, when I was in primary school, I started uh, swimming. I started competitively swimming and during high school, I made it to Nationals Open Water, the five kilometer event. And I feel like from here that this is when my journey sort of started. I sort of started to, I guess, compare myself to other girls. And if I I felt that if I wasn't coming first or I guess even a podium finish or if it wasn't best by my own remark, then I was failing and I was not winning. And I guess from there, I... I started to run away from the open water because I feel like, oh, if I wasn't good at it, then I I shouldn't continue down that path. So I went into a sprint distance um, swimming events and when I felt like I did the same thing in open water there and I didn't quite make it, then 
for me, that sort of gutted me and I didn't really take, I, I didn't really continue on with swimming from there. Even though I loved it, I sort of, I guess, lost the passion for it and it felt like it became a bit of a chore. And mm-hmm. I think from there um, I was in HSE year and then after that I went into, I went into uni. So I went into studying um, a Bachelor of Sports Management. And instead of continuing on with swimming, I... I ran the story in my head like, oh, no, I'm going to go into triathlons because um, the regime, like the fitness and training regime um, fits better with my schedule. You know, I can still work part time and I can study full time and I can still do my training. But I feel like in reality, like looking back on it now, it's because I felt like I wasn't good enough in that sport. So I went into triathlons and I, I love it. I love the sport. I loved the community element too. And it was actually this year that I was training. I trained for two years to qualify for the world championships that was going to be held in Canada this year. But um, yeah. as COVID hit, um, that sort of fell through and I, as along with other people, and I know along with many other athletes or just people competing for events or fitness events, um, I was absolutely gutted and mm-hmm. I was disappointed. And it just felt like I, um, it, that event was like stripped away from me because to me, I thought that if I just did that event and if I just did well, like I could prove to myself that I was finally good enough and I was finally like, you know, doing something right. And I just wasn't training for the right reasons. I wasn't in fitness for the right reasons. Um, even though I, I, I did love it, I loved the, like the mental clarity that it gave me. I loved all the like mental health benefits that it gave me and the physical benefits of like feeling amazing after a training set. I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. And so when it really, when it hit, I actually, when COVID hit, I took a break from training and I just went solely into gym training and I just started my love again for fitness or my love for fitness I guess journey from there again and so I started to work out when I wanted to and I if I wanted to go for a run I would go for a run if I wanted to go for a bike ride I would do that but I still kept um my strength training program up to scratch so that was still consistent because um I had a program sent through and that was something that I really enjoyed. I found that that was more so my happy place more than anything else. And I guess it started from there when COVID hit that I decided to start my business. Now, I guess I know Mm. I might be going a little bit around in circle, but I promise it will make sense. Um, Not at all. I'm loving this story. (laughs) Thank you. Um, In my first year of uni, I actually had a thought of going into schools and running like a fitness program or fitness program for schools because in my high school, my high school journey, I guess, um, I, even though I did make it to nationals, I never felt that my achievements were revered as much as the boys because it was a soccer school, a soccer school. And Mm -hmm. I sort of shied away from my achievements with, I guess, anything that I did, like, even if I did well in a test, I didn't want to show off because I thought, oh my God, there's people are going to be talking about, oh, that girl's showing off or that girl like competed at nationals. Like people, I thought that people weren't going to, uh, were going to think of me as, I guess, a show off and were going to judge me because of it. And I remember feeling that way. And 
I remember thinking I don't want any other girl or women to think this way about themselves for fitness, for wellness, for what they're doing in their career, for anything in general. And that's why I came up with that business idea and I guess my first or second year of uni. And when COVID hit, I sort of took a, took a step back because I wasn't working. I, my jobs that I was working at was clo- were closed. And so I thought I can actually do this. I've got the time to do this. I might as well do it. <laughs> Otherwise I can't re-clean my house like 10 times. I can't do that. So I started my business from there. I started instead of going into schools, I did, I started a five week online fitness and wellness program. So I guess my journey from that started from there and I, it's evolved slowly, but surely I'm working everything out as we speak and loving it and loving the challenge that it brings to, because I feel like from this year have just had so much growth because I've found my love again for fitness back. I've been able to prove myself that even without achieving at a high level, I'm still good enough and still performing at my best. And even though I wasn't able to go to the world championships, I have unfinished business there. And it everything that has happened to me has happened for a reason. And now because I've got those tools around me and I've got that mental strength, I can go into a world's or another event and I'm able to show myself that I can do it for myself rather than just doing it for the wrong reasons. So that's why I started this business. And that's why I feel like for me, it's so important to empower women and girls in the fitness and wellness space in particular, because it can just propel you into other areas of your life. Like for me, my relationships are so much stronger. Um, my career and like my business, like being able to run my business now has like the fitness and wellness part has helped me so much for that. And yeah, it's just skyrocketed me into doing what I'm doing now, which I'm loving. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Tamara. I love your story so much. I heard it the other day on your official podcast release and I knew that the women listening in on this podcast episode really needed to hear it. There are so many lessons in what you spoke about. One thing that resonated with me a lot is that feeling of trying something, it not working out the way you imagined it, and then you quitting because you make that mean that you're not good enough or that you can't achieve it. When the truth about achieving something is you have to stick with it and fail so many times and that that failing process is actually so part of it. It's so normal. And that instead of going, oh, that must mean I'm not great at it. It must mean that there is something to learn from this so that that I can achieve it next time and, and continuing to get better. And it's amazing how we as young girls and women get into this habit and uh, learn this or you know, didn't work out. (laughs) I'm obviously not, you know, resilient enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not strong enough or I'm not cut out for this. So it's incredible that you were able to learn that about yourself uh, within your own mindset this year and what that actually allowed you to do, which was start your business. So many amazing businesses were born this year. Um, You know, out of the toughest time, so many people um, have experienced so much inner growth, which has allowed them to just explode 
and want to share everything that they know with the world. And that's translated into creating online businesses. And uh, it just, it fills my heart and lights me up so much to see. But what do you think was the, like, what do you think was the biggest mindset lesson that you've learned this year that really allowed you to go from maybe being a little bit hard on yourself and thinking, wow, life really doesn't have my back to feeling like you can achieve anything and everything that you want to and launching that business um, in the midst of all of the chaos of this year. (laughs) Um, A lot of time to myself. No, (laughs) Um, it has honestly been a, a numerous amount of things. It's been a lot of reflection. I have done a fair few courses and I've done a lot of reading just on personal development. And I feel like that in particular, it was a story in my head that I was running. And like you were said earlier, like girls and maybe yourself included were thinking, Oh, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. I'm not this enough. And all of that, but it's actually, that's the limiting belief. And that's the story in our head that we really need to change and we need to shift. And that's exactly what I had to do. I had to change the story in my head that, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm not at the top or I'm not good enough because in my own right, I don't feel like I'm good enough. It's no, what else can you do? How can you pivot? How can you change to get to that. And I feel like another thing too, I really lent on a lot of people this year. I have now, I feel, especially this year, a really, really good support network and a positive support network around me because no one can do this by themselves. And I think as girls Mm -hmm. and maybe as women, we struggle to admit that. And I have struggled to admit that with running this business and I can't do this all on my own. I don't have the skills of an accountant accountant or a financial advisor or a marketer, but I can learn and I can work on my weaknesses to be the best version that I can be today and embody that today, but I still need to lean on other people to do that too. And I feel like I really tried to, the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway from this year and a, a fair like, a fair few other things have happened, but it's, and as cheesy as this sounds, it's about living today for today. And it's about starting because like with this event this year, we don't like, we weren't able to predict it. Um, we weren't able to say that this was going to happen this year. We were planning so many other things. So many people had different travel plans or weddings or whatnot, but we weren't able to predict that this was going to happen this year. And it's about adapting. It's about living each day as if it's sort of your last day. And I've sort of really tried to take that belief on and, live with, I guess, no regrets because up until like, I know I am still quite young, but up until like this year, I wasn't able to do that because I thought, Oh, there's always next year or there's tomorrow, but no, like let's start it today. Like it doesn't matter if you're not the best at it. Like I, I feel like I was a person that I had to be really, really good at something to be able to start it. And that just does not make sense. So it was about being true to myself and being realistic with myself and just lying on, relying on other people and changing the story and my mindset shift. That was the biggest lesson this year that helped me with my growth. 
Yeah, I love that. So like in reflection, I would say looking at your mindset shift, they would have been around overcoming this need to do it all yourself. And I think a lot of women can resonate with that. Just feeling like we feel so validated by society when we're doing it all on our own, you know, mm-hmm. being super women. We, yeah. it's, it's celebrated, right? Yeah. But for you, it's about overcoming this need to do it all by yourself and to actually allow outsourcing help building community and realizing that it takes, you know, a group, a community of people to manifest some of our dreams. And that's, that's amazing. I think that's something that a lot of women, again, will resonate with and can take away from this podcast episode. The other was really about overcoming this illusion of time that we have. And I think, again, this is a phenomenal mindset shift is changing our beliefs about time in our relationship with time. And I think we're just under this illusion a lot of the time when we're not present and we don't realize how important this moment of now is that we have unlimited time, you know, on earth, that we have unlimited time and space to do whatever we want. And that's probably why we're, you know, always so busy with distractions, right? If we're, you know, uh, you know, stressing about some family drama or having an argument or creating ridiculous to-do lists that are not even achievable. Oh my goodness. The long to-do list. (laughs) The long to-do list, the stress, and we create it all as a distraction to really avoid. And this is going to sound a little bit, uh, maybe morbid for some, but you know, that there is going to be an end for this chapter that is our life, this little (laughs) short life that we're given. And that time is so precious. And what are we really doing with it on a day-to-day basis? And I think that one thing that I love to ask my clients again, and I um, asked in the workshop that I hosted a couple of weeks ago that you were in was, you know, what would you, what would you regret or what would you wish you had done or where would you spend your time and space if you knew that you only had a few weeks to live? Would it be doing what you're doing now? And 99% of the time it's always a no. And there are so many things that we just put on the back burner and we spend so much time planning. And I guess this year has really given us that push and that shove to to be like, you know, things aren't always going to go as planned and we can turn your world upside down. It's time to get going. It's time to share your gifts with the world and really tap into your intuition. So I really love that lesson, Tamara. When we're going into, let's talk about your business now, this beautiful business that you've launched. I'd love to hear. So when your clients approach you to, to work with you, what kind of transformations are they looking for? What do they need help with? The biggest thing, like <laughs> the biggest thing that girls come to me with is actually not about the transformation that they want in their fitness. It's um, like even though they say that they want to feel stronger or they want a bigger booty or whatnot, like they want their abs or something, it's actually they're really looking for mindset shifts and they're looking to be more confident, to feel stronger in their skin, to feel empowered and to sort of unleash that, I guess, unspoken potential that they know they have, but they feel like they need to hide down because society feels like, oh no, you need to hide that down. You can't show off like how good you really are. And so Mm -hmm. the biggest thing with that is 
talking them through that. And I feel like combining fitness with wellness is so important because you need that physical element to get that mental clarity, to feel like you've done something, to have that challenge and have that growth. And I guess have that little bit of stress on your physical body because like that's what working out is. And then combining that with the wellness side. So talking through those minor shifts, having those chats with them, speaking about their goals, building their foundations up from their values, their boundaries, and speaking about nutrition and hydration and all those simple things that we seem to look over. But when we actually take the time to take care of those things can actually make the biggest difference. And so the biggest thing has actually been working on those foundations with the girls. And then even speaking about like how they view their body or how they view themselves, they're able to tackle that so much more clearly because they've been able to um, tick off their foundations. They've been able to look at their nutrition or look at their hydration. And it's not about tracking calories. It's about learning how your body feels and listening to it and really being intuitive with your body. So that's the biggest thing that I guess my girls and the women who are coming to me with, it's about getting them to a point where they are confident in themselves, they are empowered and they feel amazing. And it's just been through simple mindset shifts that have been able to get them there. Right. Because like without that work, without that confidence, groundwork, whether you get the big booty or not, yes. <laughs> the lack of confidence will always still be there, right? Yeah. So if they, if you're not focusing on their mindset, on the self-love aspect of, you know, loving themselves and feeling confident and mastering that first, even when they achieve that result, they're always going to be on to the next. Yeah. That's how I have felt in my kind of yo-yo dieting history, my emotional eating and my inconsistent um, way of exercising before I had done the mindset work, it was never enough. I still, it doesn't, it's, and it's the same thing with all success. And that's why um, my business is at that holistic approach too. It's like that business with, with wellness aspect because you can achieve what you think you want to achieve, um, but you're only ticking off one of your values that are being met. What about all of the rest? And unless you honestly have the right belief systems to feel confident, to love your life, to feel successful and grateful for the body and the life that you have today, it doesn't matter what you have, you will just never be happy. It'll never be enough. But I want to ask you from a business, but this is a bit of a business question. <laughs> do your clients come to you knowing they need mindset help or do they come to you literally saying like, Tamara, I want a big booty. Give me that. <laughs> and you have to sort of go, cool, we're going to do that. But first, honey, let me just talk to you about this, this and that first in this groundwork. Um, so when girls, um, girls and women come to me, they actually start off with, um, yeah, they want to be PT. They feel like that this is a right step, the next step. And then when we jump on a call, um, I was actually on a call with a girl the other week and I was asking her these questions like, okay, um, like what are your goals and why do you want that? Like, why do you really want that goal? And she's like, Oh, like we're getting really deep. And I'm like, 
yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it really made her think. And then that went to show her that, okay, yeah, like I really want to work on this. This is really important to me. It's not just about getting that big booty or getting that PT um, or getting that guidance guidance. It's about um, so much more than that. And I feel like, um, yeah, that's what a lot of girls and women need. It's about, um, like you said before, like it's, if you don't work on those mindset shifts first or like in conjunction with your fitness, it's never going to change. And like you said, it's never going to be enough. You can be the leanest, you can be the thinnest or whatever your goal is to be curvier. But if you look at yourself in the mirror and I feel like if you haven't done that inner work and it doesn't take a lot, it just needs to be those few steps, those foundations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you look at yourself in the mirror or you don't even have to look at yourself in the mirror, you can just get up out of bed and you're feeling good. You know, you, when you feel light, when you feel like when you wake out of, wake up out of bed, get up out of bed and you're just like, this is it. Like, this is going to be a good day. Or like, I feel good. Like I feel good in myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I love how you mentioned how mindset doesn't have to be this complicated, crazy thing. It really is. There are some, there's some foundational groundwork that is done across all mindset work. And most mindset coaches will really very much be teaching the same knowledge because a lot of it is science-based. It's it's psychology. Once you've really mastered your mind, your brain, and, and also that correlation, that soul element, then after that, it's about what you're doing every single day to keep that up. Because I always talk about mindset being like a muscle. And if you don't, you know, work on it, (laughs) you can lose it again. And there was something else that you said, yeah, around what I was kind of like digressing to before, like this, and this is what happens on my podcast. We go from talking about topics of fitness and then kind of talking about business as well, because I know a lot of the beautiful women listening in are potentially in their first year of business or wanting to launch a business themselves. This is like a, a bit of marketing 101 in here. It's when you are marketing and when you're speaking to your audience, meeting them where they're at and speaking to what they want. But once you're speaking to them, once they're actually interested in speaking to you about your products or services, that's where you really educate them on what they truly need. So, you know, for Tamara, it might be more fitness-based, results-based. You know, I can help you look the certain way or achieve this kind of result. But what what she's really doing is she's giving you what you want on her page so that when you're actually speaking to her, when you can see all these amazing fitness videos and her, um, like all of those results and fitness, then you've got that platform and that space to go, okay, I'm here giving you what you need. And it's the same as my clients. A lot of the time, the women that speak to me are like, tell me how to get more followers online or tell me how to sell out of my products or tell me how to create an online business. Yep. All of those things are definitely great. Mm -hmm. And there's some strategy involved, but hold up, (laughs) hold up a moment. Because what you really need is, Hey, let's talk about your fear of judgment and your fear of failure. Let's talk about the beliefs that you currently have that are not in alignment with this higher vision that you want to create for yourself. Because no matter how many strategies you get given and no matter how many fitness programs that you get, 
you're not going to stay consistent and follow them and get results without that mindset work, which is what makes your company and what you do and your business so different and why I really wanted to get you on your podcast because I just love that you kind of incorporate the two. Um, I wanted to ask you then, so something that I personally have struggled with in the past is I love how you speak about kind of pushing past your own limits and that's certainly something that I have struggled with in the past in terms of fitness. Like I won't find, or maybe I've created stories in the past about myself not being able to get certain results, or I just don't have that endurance, or I just can't run that long or that fast. Um, probably certain things that I learned in high school in your awkward days through growth spurts where you didn't get picked into the team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know those things that schools did when they'd pick out two popular school captains and then ask you to join a team and you were like the last one standing because you knew that you were the slowest um even I was the last one picked guys and I was like technically sort of an athlete so I know how you're feeling Totally. So I I think that some of it may have stemmed from there but how do you what are some of your tips around sort of overcoming those stories that we tell ourselves and pushing past those limitations that we place on ourselves or those limiting beliefs. Hey girlfriend, do you have a thousand little notebooks that you have collected from Kmart or that cute little stationery shop online, but you can never quite seem to put pen to paper for a journaling practice, even though you know that all of the most highly successful and effective people recommend journaling. But when you sit down, does your mind just go blank? It's okay, sister. Your girl has got your back. I know all the feels and have been there. So what I did was created a super effective 30 days of journal prompts so you can quite literally journal your way to a more successful version of yourself starting today. It covers everything from visualization to breaking bad habits, setting intentions and releasing limiting beliefs. No more chewing on the end of that pen, writing boring affirmations that feel like you are lying to yourself as you write them down. You know the ones I'm talking about, guys. Get your copy in your inbox now and head on over to the link in my show notes. Yeah, and um, with with that, pushing past those limiting beliefs, it's for, for me personally, I just found, and I know that with the girls that I'm working with, we're just setting, mm-hmm. not setting a bar to a really high standard, but we're, we're stretching out. Like we can't even see that goal because we want to say, oh, I, how is she running like, a half marathon or 10 kilometers or how is she getting in that number one spot? And I just feel like it's way too big and pushing, being able to push past those limiting beliefs is being able to start small and creating systems in place to get you there. So for me, Mm -hmm. I was trying to get to worlds and like, even though it was out of my control, um, of qualifying for it, I, I thought that, okay, if I got to that, then maybe I could get to the, um, like age group elite team or something like that. And I felt like it was way too big and I was putting so much pressure on myself. So I had Mm. to actually take a step back from everything and I had to just start small. So I just was consistent with my gym training every single week, or I was consistent in working on myself every single week. And it's about building better routines or building better habits for that. So Mm -hmm. I guess 
being able to push past those limiting beliefs as well. It's about rewriting that story in your head. So I actually got this tip from you, Dee, and it was all about setting your intention for the day. I've actually only started this recently, Mm -hmm. but I know it's been a massive shift for me and it's about writing your intention. So I am committed to loving my body for all it is today, or I am committed to embodying love, confidence, and empowerment today. And it's just been about all of that and embodying that today, that I am able to tap into my higher self or the best version of myself, but I don't mm-hmm. have to wait till until five or 10 years um, down the track to become my best self. I can be that mm-hmm. today. And that has like consistently working on that for me, has been the biggest thing in being able to push past my limiting beliefs because I haven't been able to do that in the past. And I have never, I guess, for example, I haven't, I haven't gone to the gym and really put myself out there as much. And I haven't been the one to say, okay, yes, I can do that. Or let me do this. Like, or I can prove myself wrong. Like, because I know I can do it. I know I can beat my past self. And Mm -hmm. just rewriting that story in my head has been the biggest shift for me. Yeah, I love that. I love being able to prove yourself wrong um, and rewriting that neurological kind of pathway or that conditioning in your brain that says you can't do hard things. And I often get clients to do this as well, but again, with small things that they can do just to send your brain that message that, hey, I do things when it feels uncomfortable. Just that in itself is a powerful training tool. And 100% is is so important in that fitness element as well because you're, in order to get results, in order to grow those muscles, in order to grow your strength, you're constantly having to um, put your body you know, in discomfort, right? And, right? and push it a little bit, a little bit past the limit instead of just going to that huge, you know, huge leap. And the way that I, like some of the ideas that I have, it's like, you know, if you have this routine and you're a very routine-based person, then do something that you wouldn't normally do. Like go for a walk in the middle of the day and sit with that discomfort, right? When you would normally be at your desk or doing um, like desk work, get up, put a podcast on and go for a walk around the block. That will throw you off and you're going to feel uncomfortable if you are, you know, OCD with your routine. That is telling your brain that I'm going to do something whether or not you like me to or not. And you kind of become the boss of your brain rather than allowing it to run you. Um, other things are like, you know, people do cold showers. Oh, <laughs> I did that for a while. Dude, I just, it's disgusting. But you like, you could, you're like, okay, this is going to be terrible. It's going to feel crap, but you know, it's really good for you. There are so many, and I won't go into them now because, you know, if you're interested, maybe uh, who, who would you look into like Wim Hof or something, but um, <laughs> that's like a story for another day. I won't digress, but just putting yourself into those uncomfortable situations, but doing little things like that every day really, um, yeah, it does grow that, that, that muscle that says, hey, in your brain that says, hey, I can do hard things. Hey, I can push past that discomfort. I can really step out of that known um, and comfortable place. I love that tip. And I also love how you spoke about 
having a strategy um, when it comes to fitness, like something that I used to, a story that I used to run and tell myself all the time is about running. And I used to say, you know, I can't run, I can't run fast, I can't run long, I'm shit at cardio, I'm, I'm just not, you know, I can't, I don't have that endurance. And I tried running at one point earlier this year, actually, just before I launched my business, because I was like, yep, I was doing all this mindset work and I'm like, gonna push myself out of the comfort zone. But I just went from like not running to going, I'm going to become like this 10K runner. And without a plan and without a strategy, I just went hard. I went and chucked my shoes on and started running around the block. And boy, oh boy, was that a bad idea. I screwed up my knees. I'm like 31 this year. So made me feel like I was getting old. Screwed up my knees, couldn't run my... I never know how to say this, but like like plantar fasciitis and stuff oh, yeah. like that. that inflammation under the feet. Yeah. That was um, that got inflamed, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a wreck!" And then I was like, "I can't do hard things," and I started to feel sorry for myself. I'm still not a runner, see, and I proved myself right mm-hmm. because I didn't have a proper plan in place, and I went from nothing to going just to the extreme. Yeah. So this time <laughs> I've started running and I've got a program and it's designed to get you, you know, step by step from zero to 5k. And, you know, that might not be a huge run for a lot of people that actually run, but for me, that's huge. And even then I'm like, you know, the, when I'm listening to it, it'll tell me to run in intervals and I'll run for two minutes and it'll tell me to stop and walk. And I'll want to push past that. But I have to say to myself, no, hang on a minute. Like there are still 20 more minutes of this run today. Let's not go all out, hold your horses and follow the strategy because <laughs> it's, you know, just teaching. And what I did then was, yeah, it wasn't the hardest run. My first couple of weeks, they're not difficult runs yet, but I got home and I had this sense of achievement, like this sense of, wow, like I can do hard things. And slowly, slowly, my brain started to rewire that story. Like I actually can run. And now I'm like, Guys, I'm a runner. Like, <laughs> that, is awesome. that is awesome. That is awesome. I love that so much. And like you're you're loving it, you're enjoying it too. Yes. And that's the other thing. Yeah, most important part. You know, that maybe earlier on the year it might have been about, oh, you know, I want to drop some more baby weight or I want to change, you know, my appearance somehow. Now it's really about like just this feeling, this well that runner's high after is epic as well when you come home and you're like wow all of the endorphins and you've got that energy kick and all of those things but it's also been really grounding for me because I'm I'm having I'm getting to walk run outside and I'm able to do sort of my grounding nature work that I like to do as much as I can or every single day if I can as well as going for a run so yeah, no, it's been super rewarding, but it's, you've just like captured it in the way you work with clients to overcome their limits. It's pick realistic, small steps to overcome that discomfort and then create a strategy yeah. to actually get yourself there, like a plan to follow. I love that of so course. much. Of course, and it's not even about like I, I – <laughs> I think about me, I'm a real dreamer. And so one of my coaches has actually had to like put me down and like, you know, not put me down, but bring me back, like ground me a little bit, like be a bit realistic. And that's so fine. But it does not mean like, just because you're saying to yourself, Oh, I'm not a runner or you're only running, like you're running five K's, which is amazing. And you're working your way up to it. 
that doesn't mean that you can't go beyond that. That doesn't mean that you could, like, this is an extreme, but you could do an Ironman one day. Like, it doesn't mean that you still can't dream of that long-term vision that you've always wanted to do. So, for example, my mum, like, she um, was never, well, she was a sporty girl, but she was never sort of pushed or supported to go into sports as a kid. But now, like, she's just done her first triathlon and she has been wanting to do that for years and now she's finally tackled it. I'm so proud of her. But it's about, like, it's never too late to start something and it's about rewiring um that story that we say in our head and actually coming up with like a few little steps or a few little plan uh, like a little plan to get you there mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. i think at the beginning of the year it was like oh i think i'm gonna run a marathon the end of the <laughs> literally i'm not even joking that's what i was thinking and uh i've got two little kids and i'm launching a business i think that was a little bit unrealistic. <laughs> you can add that to the mix. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. But I loved your belief in me around, um, is it Iron Man? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you told my family that I was going to do Iron Man, they'd probably laugh. So maybe I'll just prove them wrong. Exactly. Prove them wrong. <laughs> no, I love that. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Tamara, is you talked about you know, following your intuition when it comes to wellness and fitness. And I'm guessing um, being a fitness coach as well, you would incorporate food and uh, an element of diet because it's such a big part of fitness as well. Tell me about what you encourage your clients to do when it comes to really tuning into their inner wisdom and what does that mean? So when I speak to clients about, I guess, nutrition in particular, because I feel like with PTs, um, nutrition is sort of goes hand in hand with that because for a lot of people, it is, um, their goal to get a better body or to feel healthier. And alongside that is your nutrition. And so sort of getting that right. And it's not a lot that I'm speaking to my clients or my girls about. It's just about finding something that suits them. So I really speak about, four basic principles. And that is to look at unprocessed um, foods and see if you can involve that as much as you can. It's also talking about um, variety in your diet. So say, for example, you're having um, strawberries one day and then uh, bananas the next day. And so it's just about combining the different, um, different foods with that too in your different environments. Um, It's also talking about not looking at food as good or bad. And this is a big one. It's food isn't good or bad. It doesn't really have a label on it. It's just about how you're feeling with it. And so a thing that I really like to talk to my girls about is asking yourself to or asking yourself before each meal is, um, is this going to bless my body? And so it's really putting into perspective how you're going to feel after you've had your meal. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for me, um, I've got a bit of a thyroid condition at the moment. So I've cut out gluten and dairy from my diet, which has actually really helped me. But from an Italian background, um, that was heavily in my diet. So cutting that out completely. I was, even though I felt a lot better, I really, I like, I really craved my pasta or my Mm -hmm. pizza. And so when I would have it and I felt like I wasn't completely serious with it, I would just have a lot of it and not 
really listening to my body and what it actually needed and what it needed for healing. So Mm -hmm. after that, like I just felt completely not good. It wasn't a good time. But as soon as I started to ask myself this question, I was able to think, okay, no, I really want some healthy, like just even meat or like a burger or something like that, obviously gluten and dairy free, but I was able to really put into perspective what was going to be good and what was going to nourish my body. And Mm -hmm. the last thing is about individualism. So sort of going, um, sort of going hand in hand with the blessing your body and nourishing your body. And that's about what works for you. So for me, I'm sort of intolerant to gluten and dairy at the moment, or for some, um, dairy sort of makes them feel bloated or heavy afterwards. And it's about knowing what works for your body and just sort of understanding that even though you could have like a plan that's given to you, it's, it might be a bit generalized and you have to go through a little bit of trial and error with that. So it's about understanding that for the girls and it's about making a more positive or creating a more positive relationship with their food. So even if it is um, setting an intention for the day for their food and what they want to achieve, like I am going, I am committed to nourishing my body with um, great or nourishing food today. And it's just about putting that into perspective for them. Yeah, actually, that's that was one of my intentions and still continues to be a lot of the time, um, depending on my focus and the intention that I do set for my day. But it's definitely something um, I intuitively set as a as a goal for myself for the days to focus on nourishing my body, particularly when I can feel my body struggling or I'm feeling more fatigued or tired. And I love really that concept of nourishment and blessing your body. I think that it's so important that women understand that we do really have so much inner wisdom. We're always going to somebody else to tell us what to do with our bodies. You know, we're always looking to the media or to, you know, even a research journal or that coach or that book or that latest diet to tell us what to do with our bodies. But if we actually just stop and really listen, like, and I can't explain what this really feels like or sounds like until you you practice it yourself, it's really just even ask your body, like, what do you need? Yeah. You have all the answers. Yeah. Like the what you're craving sometimes unconsciously isn't actually what you're craving. Something that I, for example, discovered when, And, you know, and I still, I never speak. I always talk about never speaking from a pedestal because I'm not, uh, like, even though I'm a coach, I'm still a human and I still go back to this all of the time, something practical that I give my clients um, if they struggle like I did with emotional or binge eating and they associated their, uh, like, they associated themselves with someone that just couldn't have control over food, which is something that I used to lack a lot. Like, I used to feel like, I would be on a diet and then someone would put a cake in front of me and it's like I had no control Mm -hmm. over eating or not eating this cake. And when I practiced listening to my body and my inner wisdom, it would be like, what do I need? What do I think I need? What do I want? I need this cake or I want this cake. Okay, what do I really need right now? Like what is it that I truly want? And just listen, like ask yourself, what are you really craving? A lot of the time it's not the food. It'll be like, 
a hug. Yeah. Comfort. It might be comfort. It might be uh, stability. It might be safety. It might be self-confidence. It might be um, joy, right? That's what you're usually craving. It's an emotion. And then you would say to yourself, okay, well, how else can I get that in a more uh, in a more beneficial way, in a more healthy way, in a more nourishing way for myself. And then that might be related to food or it might not. So if it's energy that I'm craving, then how else might I get that? Well, I might get that with, you know, a granola bowl or my protein shake or a smoothie um, or a nourishing snack. If it is love that I'm craving, well, maybe I just need to cuddle my children and be present for a moment and step away from my work. But I think that um, it's so important that you teach this, Tamara. And I think that a lot of women, again, just need to learn how to really trust their inner body's wisdom. It's so like we are just so um, intelligent beyond words and so powerful and helping women realize that is, yeah, so important. That's so true. I love it. And I love that you were so intuitive and actually spoke to the emotion to it too. Like you might not need a cake. You actually might need a hug. And that's so true. Like it's called emotional eating for a reason. And we sort of turn to like the ice cream or the chocolate or something like that when we're really emotional. And this is actually like, I know, um, sort of some states are coming out of it, but at the mo- at the minute Sydney's or New South Wales is sort of going into it. And this is actually quite an emotional time for some people. So mm-hmm. instead of leaning on food when you don't actually need it, it's about leaning on others. And so social media at the moment can actually be a really good thing. Connection with people is a really good thing. So it's about leaning on that and really asking yourself because D is so right. Like we are so much more powerful than what we actually believe. And it's just about opening ourselves up and listening to ourselves that we will actually get that answer. And it might not come right away. Like in the workshop, D, when we, um, you took us through that meditation and you asked us what were you able to see? Like for me, I actually didn't see anything, but I know that because I'm keeping, I'm going to work on it and I will work on it. I will be able to see something or an answer will come to me when I need it. And it's just about opening myself up and listening to it. 100%. And this applies to er in everything in life, right? That to trust yourself in business, in relationships, uh, with your body, especially when it comes to your body and your health, trust your gut, trust your intuition and all of the answers truly are within you. There is no one better than you to know what's best for you. And I think it's so important for women to to learn and to remember because I think a lot of it is just about remembering because we were born, I truly believe that as babies, we were born knowing our power. We just kind of lose that along the way. Um, and that comes from conditioning and, you know, the stories that we're told and we're given as we grow up. But we were born with this sense of wisdom and sense of trust I truly believe that, you know, as we're as it sounds, that we really are one with the universe. Whatever religion you are, that, you know, God is within you. And we're just so conditioned to look for answers elsewhere to tell us about how we should live our lives, how we should eat, how we should sleep, how we should do relationships. And for me, a lot of the work that I do, although it's business related, is about 
just remembering who you really are, like who you really are and how powerful you are. So I love that we share that body of work together. Yeah. It's so powerful. Of course. And yeah, I that that's so true. And just speaking to, I guess, the the business women in here and just really connecting with yourself. And I know that at times, because I've definitely felt it this year, like you go through that self-doubt and you go through that, I guess, imposter syndrome, but it's so true. Like sometimes you just need to let go. Sometimes you just need to trust that everything is going to work out for a reason. But also there are some times that you need to learn or sort of you're able to look back and think, holy, holy moly. Like I was able to step into myself, like step into my higher being. And I only sort of reflected and thought about that. Um, I think it was like a few weeks ago, like on a call, I, on a call before with a client, like before I was so nervous going into it because I thought, you know, like, what if they see me out? Like, what if the work I'm doing isn't good? And it's all of that self doubt and that nonsense. But it wasn't until like I was able to show up, not from only myself, but for that girl who I knew needed me. And Mm -hmm. I was able to sort of be confident and be the person that I knew I can be and the coach that I can be and the business person that I know I am. But I was Mm -hmm. able to be that today and I didn't have to wait until another day to be that. And so it's just about trusting it's about knowing yourself and knowing your worth and working on it too to be able to get to that point and yeah the honestly I know it, it, it might sound woo-woo to some but the universe does has you have your back we don't have to have all the answers sometimes we just need to let go we need to dream we need to manifest but we also need to trust too 100%. Oh, love that so much love our talk Tamara I would love to sort of start wrapping up with my two favorite questions that I love to ask all of my guests. One is tell us about a book or a resource or a podcast episode, whatever you feel um, like you just have to share that is just life-changing and has altered your, I don't know, perspective, your mindset, or has helped you along your fitness journey. What is a must read? I, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a must read, um, D and I'm sorry, but I've got so many that have honestly contributed to me being who I am today. So just a couple off the top of my head, um, the influence mm-hmm. podcast, um, with Ella and Bart mm-hmm. days, I absolutely, I only z- listened to it. Like, I think it was a month or a few months ago, but have absolutely binge listened to so many. And it has honestly changed my thinking around business. Um, I've, yeah. And that's actually where I found you D it was through, um, Ella's podcast and your interview yeah. with her that I actually found you and then listened to your podcast too, which which, my God, I love and I love your story. And so definitely you too because it just, when you both speak, it's just such a light and I just feel so refreshed listening to it too. Um, but I guess other books, it would be, I'm reading Tony Robbins' um, book called Awaken the Giant Within and sort of more so yes. personal development books like The Subtle Art of Not Giving. I don't know if you can swear on here, so I'm not going totally. to. <laughs> Um, but just finding different reads that you feel will re- resonate with you. So at the moment I am also reading um, the 10-day MBA and sort of trying to upskill myself through that. So I don't have a must read, but 
yeah, I've got a few resources. <laughs> the ones we're getting into. Oh, I love it. Um, so good. And I think when we, if we are working on our mindset, I think there is just an abundance of amazing self-development and mindset books that you could dig into and don't stop. Like a lot of them really do retell the same message. You probably even heard me speak on the same topics over and over again in some of my podcast episodes, but that's what's necessary almost to actually rewire your brain and remind yourself of a type of thought pattern that you want to implement daily Mm -hmm. because you know, we learn thought patterns, we learn stories from repetition. So if you want to relearn something more positive or a different way of thinking, you really do need to read, hear, listen to it more than once. So I think, you know, always having a self-development mindset book, a, you know, inner growth book on hand that you're digging into is um, so good. And that's why I love asking that question because we never want to run out of something to read. Um, that's right. Actually, <laughs> on that too, because you were speaking about repetition, it was on um, Ella's podcast that someone had said, um, like we need that repetition because when you think about it, like if you hear a Beyonce song, you don't just hear it once, you hear it so many times. And then when you finally learn the lyrics, you sing along to it. And we just need to keep doing that. Repeat what you're saying to people because some, we, we need to listen to it. We need to hear it. So yes, definitely. hundred <laughs> percent. And my last question for you is what would you tell the you that was just starting out in business. So it might not even be that long ago, but let's rewind to earlier this year when you were stressing, when things were not going your way, what would you have told you back then? I would have told myself to trust and have patience because I definitely did not have patience. So those would be the two things, but also to embody um, what I want my best version of myself to embody. And so that is confidence, empowerment, and love, and just show up every single day with those three things. And I feel like it would have just have had a domino effect, which it is, but it would have just started a little bit earlier. Love it. Oh, such beautiful advice, Tamara. So many great lessons in this podcast today. I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you and I'm sure that the audience feels the same. Absolutely loved having you on. Thank you so much for having me on. I cannot believe it's gone so quick, but I loved our chat. It was awesome. I know it's coming up to an hour. Sorry, I just dropped my pen. You'll hear this in like most of my podcast episodes. I'm <laughs> dropping my pen, you guys. It's a really good time. But I will leave it there. I'm wishing you guys a beautiful rest of the day. Depending on where you are in the world, perhaps it's nighttime. Wishing you a beautiful day or night. You guys have the best day or night, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, business bestie. Thank you so much for choosing to tune into the Her Soulful Success podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all of the links, including my private Facebook group community, Passion to Profit, where I share even more free content, freebies, and live events for the ambitious business babe. If you loved what you heard today, you're going to love what I have in store for you. Everything from creating beautiful brandy, money, mindset, and wealth, nutrition for optimal energy and mood, to energy healing and anxiety management. 
I got you. I am covering like all of the things to support you on your journey to soulful success. So that you don't miss out on future episodes, don't forget to click subscribe and share the podcast with your tribe. If you share it on your socials, don't forget to tag me so that I can say hi and thank you personally. 